Do you feel like God will be there for you when big problems arise? Real life starts now. Welcome to Real Life with Evangelists Ann and Kathleen Lay, where people with real problems find answers in a real God. Welcome to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light. Later in the show, you'll hear from Kevin Sorbo, who is known for his acting in movies like God's Not Dead, What If, and the TV series Hercules. He was challenged after having a series of strokes during his career, but God was there for him in his trials. Mm. You know, a lot of times we can go through life wondering, wow, what if this happened to me or that? How would I ever get through it? Or would God be there for me? Hmm. And I know for my own life, when I was younger, before I knew the Lord, I was challenged with things and I wondered, where is God? And then even when I became a Christian and I went through things, I wondered, okay, is this God? Is He going to be there for me? Is He going to help me out? And I would go through times of despair when I went through hard times and I'd say, Why did this happen to me, God? Why did you allow that? If you love me, why me? And sometimes instead of seeing these challenges in our life or these hardships as ways for God to change us and to form us, we can feel like God's doing this to us and Mm. we can get depressed. And that ultimately is where it leads when we say, why me? Why me? I spend most of my life trying not to be in the point of big problems, you know? Mm -hmm. Most of us are not wanting those big problems to happen. And we live a life in such a way so that it avoids potential big problems. Mm. And that's how I live most of my life, you know, just safe, don't take too many risks. But when I became a Christian, life became interesting because I began to realize God was going to be there for me during my hard times, I would read scriptures like Isaiah 43.2. It says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. What I loved about verses like this, mm-hmm. is that I begin to understand, wow, you know what? When that problem comes, not if, God is going to be with me. He's going to use it to really guide me in my life. And it began to really encourage me as I would go on in life Mm -hmm. that I'd even take more chances with potential problems actually happening. Mm. You know, for me, I think it was trust that I needed to build with the Lord. And as I saw his faithfulness, maybe I would go through a situation like losing a job and thinking, oh gosh, my world's over now. Now what? I would realize, wow, I am so glad I lost that job because the door opened for something better. Mm. And then we start to realize that God has the greatest intentions for us. And those are learning blocks for us to go to the next level. And the Bible says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And that is what he has shown me as we've built this relationship, me and the Lord, that he's going to work out all these trials and challenges for the good because I love him and I'm called to his purpose. You know, that's so powerful when you realize that whatever problem you're going to run into, God's going to use it to help you. Mm-hmm. Yes, in the moment, the big problem is scary. But when you can take a moment to just tap into his power and to his thinking, you can begin to look forward and say, okay, God, how are you going to turn this to work? 
how it's going to be good. And another door will open. Something will happen to help you. That's so true. Call out to him. He is your rear guard and will help you. Let's hear from Kevin Sorbo after the break. Real life is made possible by people like you. We'd like to take this opportunity to sincerely thank you for your generous support. We couldn't do it without you. May God bless. Welcome back to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light. Hello, everyone. Joining us is Kevin Sorbo, famous actor who in the 90s starred in the TV series Hercules, also starred in 2000 as captain of the ship in the series Andromeda, and now he focuses his time on Christian movies aimed at reaching all audiences. Kevin, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. My yes. pleasure being here. Yeah, so I understand in the 1980s that you got several roles in commercials and then you broke into television in the 90s. How did you get started with acting? Was this something you had as a young boy that you dreamed of? Oh, yeah. I mean, it hit me at a young age. I was 11 years old and my family, it was a field trip, actually. My mom came along as one of the chaperones and it was fifth grade field trip to the Guthrie Theater. The Guthrie Theater is a very famous theater in Minneapolis. A lot of people don't realize that Minneapolis-St. Paul has more theater per capita than Broadway does. Wow. Yeah, they really support the arts there. And I went to the Guthrie and I saw The Merchant of Venice and it was Shakespeare. Now, I'm 11 years old, okay? So I didn't know what the heck they were saying because it was Shakespeare and I was 11 years old. So. Right. <laughs> but I was told mesmerized by the actors on stage. And on the way home, I told my mom, I said, you know what? I think I want to be an actor. And she said, you know, a little pat in the knee. She said, that's nice, dear. But <laughs> I was a jock first and foremost. I played football, basketball, baseball, and tennis and golf. I played all sports, but all through high school, I was football, basketball, and baseball and golf. Wow. And we kind of made fun of the people in the drama class because, you know, that's what jocks do, even though I wanted to be in those groups. Right. So it wasn't until I got to college that I said, you know, I'm not going to jump into those little groups like that anymore. It's ridiculous. And so I I had a double major marketing and advertising, but then I had a minor in drama, and I loved it. And started doing commercials back then. And Minneapolis has hosted so many big companies, from Best Buy to Target to 3M and Honeywell, Pillsbury, General Mills. So they were doing all their commercials there. So I was able to get that all-important Screen Actors Guild card, that SAG card that every actor has to have right. to be able to audition for movies and commercials and TV shows. So before I moved to L.A., I had that card in hand. So that made all the difference in the world when I got to L.A. And then I just started started pounding the pavement. The best advice I got was from a dear friend of mine that I've known and still very good friends this day, known since we were two years old, neighbors. He said, remember, Sorbs, it's called show business, not show show. Mm. And I went out there and treated it like a business because that's what it is. And it's a frustrating one, but it is a business. And in 1997, you had something that happened to you that was pretty traumatic and it put you in a really hard situation, but a book came out of it. You had an aneurysm in your shoulder. Tell me how that might have changed challenged you or your faith in your life during that time? Well, I didn't know what was going on in my arm. I just knew the last three months on season five of Hercules, we shot for seven seasons. I was having all kinds of problems with achy pains, you know, bolts of lightning down my arm, cold mm. fingers. I couldn't figure what was going on. It ended up being an aneurysm way up my left subclavicle area. Mm. I went to see my chiropractor. And in eight years, I've seen this guy. He's never cracked my neck. And I heard a voice warn me multiple times, don't let him crack your neck. And I didn't listen to the voice. I just said, why am I hearing this? This makes no sense. He's never cracked it. My chiropractor cracks my neck. And I said, why did you do that? He goes, I said, you know, I hate that. 
Well, within minutes, the aneurysm was so close to that area, that crack not only opened the aneurysm and spit hundreds of clots into my arm, it fired three clots into my brain. I suffered three strokes. Oh my gosh. And I went from oh a guy that was in better shape than most people in their teens and 20s, when I was in my 30s at that time, to a guy that couldn't stand up and walk. Oh my and gosh. I spent the next four months learning how to walk again, learning how to balance myself again, and I spent the next two years in full recovery mode. I went back to New Zealand four months after the strokes, and I went from a 14-hour workday to one-hour day. They just wanted me to do one scene or two scenes each day. They would just try to make it work. So I'm still in, you know, 15 to 20 scenes per episode. So I'm still in half the episode somehow, but they would cover them much quicker, you know, and mm. just oh to God. keep the show going. And I was grateful Jeez. for that, you know, because it gave me light at the end of a very dark tunnel. You know, I mean, for them, they weren't doing the goodness of the heart. At the time, we were the most watched TV show in the world. So wow. in 176 countries, it was a cash cow for Universal Studios. But right. on the flip side for me, it was a black and it motivated mm -hmm. me. It motivated me to work harder to get better and, you know, work hard to try to study my lines. My wife had actually read the lines to me because I couldn't look at words on a paper. They was bounce around. My vision, everything was just so weird. Oh, but man. by the beginning of the third year, my recovery was unbelievable. But here's the thing about that, okay? I had faith all my life. I've always had faith, but I never needed faith until this catastrophe hit me wow. and it tested my faith. Because, you know, a lot of people, they blame God if things go bad. They blame God if they lose their job or they lose their spouse or whatever it may be, you know, divorce, whatever. And the reality is, you know, every time I got down on myself, I did a lot of praying. But every time I got down, my wife was like a rock. You know, she would say, it happened. Now, what are you going to do? I mean, she treated me in the tough Pittsburgh person that she was, you know, <laughs> Pittsburgh and New Yorkers. She spent eight years in Manhattan as well. So I wrestled with God. I prayed with God. I got angry with him and I realized, OK, his voice was warning me not to let my neck get cracked. He was trying to save me. And what's amazing about the book, I didn't want to write the book. It came out 12 years afterwards. My strokes happened on September 2nd, back in 1997, the same week that the princess died, died in her car crash. Mm. And I just remember when I finally did write the book, my wife was completely right about it because she said, this is going to help a lot of people. Because I put myself out there and people realized, that, gosh, what happened to him, you know, and I had people at book signings come up all the time when I do my speaking events saying, uh, look, I'm a car crash survivor, I'm a heart attack survivor, I'm a cancer survivor, whatever it may be. Say, I read your book and it made me stop feeling sorry for myself. It made me realize, OK, it happened. What am I going to do about it now? And that's why it's titled True Strength. Because on Hercules, you know, I'm pretty athletic, but I had stunt guys making me look like a big stud, you know? <laughs> so I know enough martial arts and all these other weapons and stuff, but these guys made me look like a stud. The true strength title comes from you finding your own true strength inside you to battle through the life and roadblocks that are going to come at you. Because every person in the world is going to hit that roadblock, right? We're all going to mm -hmm. have problems. Mm -hmm. right. As my dad used to say, if life is perfect, just wait a while. You know, so wow. it really opened me up to a lot of things. And that started the road for me wanting to do movies that had a more positive message instead of a negative one. Well, Kevin, your book is called True Strength. So if you're listening and you want to get that book and be encouraged, please look for that. You can find it on Amazon and other places, I'm sure, that sell books. I'll tell you where they can find it. If they want an autographed copy, go to kevinsorbo.net. They can get an autographed copy from me. Awesome. All right, kevinsorbo.net, and you can get a copy of True Strength. We're going to pray for those who are going through a hard time. And thank you so much, Kevin, for being with us. Thank you. You know, so many times people think that, oh, I'm the only one going through troubles. When I see people on TV or maybe even Hollywood, their life seems so easy, so perfect, but it's not. You're hearing someone who went through that and went through great trial and tribulation. Mm -hmm. And God helped Kevin Sorbo. 
And I'm sensing that there's someone listening even right now. And you're saying, gosh, I could use that help from the Lord even right now in my life. I need that help. My friend, I'm going to invite you to call out to Jesus. Jesus, we take a moment in our trial and tribulation, no mm-hmm. matter who we are, famous, not famous, we come to you and we ask you to come into our lives. Yes. Save us, God, and encourage us. Help us to get through the trials mm-hmm. in our life because we know that you are the one who's there. We receive you. We believe in you. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you all. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Real Life.